Good morning, it's Casey. Jason here as well. Good morning, everybody. Yep, so Jason's with us today. He wasn't in the last podcast because he was sleeping. <laughs> I was. This morning I'm up early because we're taking my dad golfing for Father's Day. So Happy my, Father's my brother Day. And I, thank you very much. <laughs> it's going to be another beautiful day. We are, we're like in this stretch now in, in Wisconsin where pretty much from July, we're almost into, into July through September, even October sometimes. Yeah. It's just amazing weather. I know. I've, I've just been really enjoying it because we're, we're sitting out in the garden again. I mean, anytime we can sit out here, it's just like we do. <laughs> yeah. It's a little cooler this morning. It's only 50 out, but you don't want to waste a single morning of, of coming out here because you, you get to a point where once you get into like late September, October, where yeah, it's it's just a little uncomfortable to come out here and then you're not coming back out here again until next next June. and Yeah, it gets too wicked with the weather. Um, it's always too cold or snowy or rainy or yeah. windy. Right. And then you wouldn't even be able to hear us when we talk. Yeah, and you know, like when school starts too is kind of when it stops. Because during the summer, uh, I, I got into, and we actually got into this routine of, we, you know, we get up early, we come out here, and just really, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, I like to do my... My uh, devotional and breathing exercises out here. He's always like, <laughs> <laughs> so I try to do I'm that like, before Casey comes. What's going on? Are you in labor out. over there? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you want to know what she's referring to, you could you could go or search Wim Hof, W I M H O F, and his breathing exercises, and that's what I am. Uh, that's what I do. It's it, it makes you feel great while you're doing it. Yeah. There's a lot of different benefits to it, but yeah, it's so when the kids are in school, we can come out here and you can, you know, be out here until, you know, seven, seven in the morning and have a good hour and a half out here, two hours. If, and when the kids are back in school, we got to get them up at six. So it doesn't, yeah. it's hard to get out here. So when they're there. not in school is when we do that. Right. But once they start school, it's like that mundane routine. And that's why I've actually kind of considered homeschooling in a way too, because I know it's a lot of work, but it's just, it would be such a, I don't know, like a really nice schedule, you know? And I, and I know it's a big commitment, which mm -hmm. I know I could do, but they do go to a really, really good school. So um, yeah, we kind of have to take advantage of the fact that we have a nice school um, here for them. But so today um, Jason's going to go golfing to enjoy his father's day yep and um i'm going to try to get some stuff moved out of the greenhouse because tomorrow they're talking possibly a hundred degrees oh i didn't know that yeah Ooh. oh boy so okay if that happens those plants are going to just yeah they're roast. gonna melt in there so you got you got the stuff in there that you want to bump up into uh I'm, larger well i'm not bumping anything up today into bigger pots because i just got to get it moved out you know, like the number one thing is moved out. Bumping up can happen after that. I see. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I'll be moving benches out. And I don't know where I'm going to put put them yet. We'll see. Yeah. We got, I mean, we can do them alongside behind the greenhouse in our courtyard. We got. Uh... Um, yeah. So, I usually like putting it in our courtyard because they're a little bit more protected there. 
and they don't get sun until around like noon or one. So it's like the whole morning they at least get shade so I don't have to be like watering these little plugs all day long because if they're in full sun from morning to night, it's just crazy. And then they're more protected from yeah. storms too. Yep. Our house is a U-shaped house so we we do have, we have a covered porch that's kind of in the middle off the back of the house and then we've got the you know the open courtyard area so it is protected on three sides and it and it allows for shade most of the day so that's the area that yeah uh, and i really have some really big plans for our courtyard but it's like because there's like nothing in there we just put a tree in the middle because and some window boxes you know just to like so it feels like real natural but there's so many different things we could do with it. We, but um, it's just one of those things that you can't just like halfway do. It's like if you're going to do it, you need to do it all. And if we're going to do it all, we know it's going to cost something. So that would probably be really long down the road. Yeah. Before we did at, anything. At some point, it it may be, okay, because we really want to do a pool in there. A yeah. small, you know, small pool. Nothing and it, big. And it would be between like you literally, when you're in the pool, you would have house on both sides of you. There, there would, of course, be, you know, patio areas alongside, but in, in that courtyard area. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be pricey, I, I have so. a feeling that'll be when the kids are out of the house and we're, you know, getting a little older. And yeah, we're like, so. We need an exercise pool. <laughs> right. So we might just have to figure, okay, let's do something now to finish it, and then we can always, you know. I don't know. The tree's fine for me. There's yeah. a tree in there. It's pretty. And honestly, we have this other space. We have so many spaces that we don't... I mean, and we, we have a nice sitting space under the overhang. So it doesn't all have to be, like, complete to the max, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's true. So that's I'm that's fine true. with that. And mm-hmm. then... um, So I'm enjoying this coffee today, by the way. Yeah. Um, We switched back to our usual, which is, like, a brand by Valentine. And I love a low acidic coffee and... I've actually tried cutting coffee, and I do like cutting coffee. Yeah, it's like easier going, in the summer. Like yeah, this when yeah, um, I like more teas. Actually, um, I love tea, and that's kind of why we've grown so many more um, beneficial plants in our garden for health. And I want to start like drying like the leaves and creating some of our own teas and mixtures and things for like, you know, like your health. So we'll see how that pans out. But like I've been really trying to make the switch and I watch videos like about people who have made the switch. Yeah. Like my life's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I I know I could totally do. I I think and I think it was last summer. And part of it is when you when you come out into the morning when you're outside, you're getting more fresh air than you are inside, oh, yeah. obviously. So mm-hmm. after I have like one cup of coffee out here, like yesterday morning, I had one cup of coffee and I was actually feeling like, like too, like I very easily can feel like, like jittery, jittery yeah. or like too much energy. This um, one's very lo- uh, mellow. Though. It is. It is. But, I, you know, a half of a cup. Yeah. One full cup would really be all that I need. So I know that I, I could probably cut it and it would be fine it's just it is harder in those winter and darker months yeah when it doesn't get light outside until you know what time and yeah you know you know what else i need to cut is that white cheddar popcorn <laughs> like i buy it too i need to cut ice cream yeah 
<laughs> I mean, there's just certain things where if, I mean, and, and I, I prefer homemade popcorn, but anytime I run to the grocery store, I always get like that, what is it called? Like smart choice or something or smart pop yeah. or something. I don't know, but there's nothing smart about it, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, every time I come home, it's like, then the bag's gone. And I just feel like, and, and you know, what's crazy is I feel um, like completely like tired, unmotivated and drained after having it. I mean, they, there must just be a, some type of terrible chemical in there. Probably. And, I like, I, I had ice cream last night and it wasn't late last night either. I mean, it was probably, we got, we had it with our meal from, from I didn't we... don't say we, <laughs> mine's in the freezer. I had enough after the burger. <laughs> I, it was a Saturday anyways, night. So we I, especially with chocolate ice cream, like my stomach does not feel great this morning. And, yeah. and then every, you know, and then like right when you wake up and your stomach doesn't feel great, you're like, Oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. But then you do it <laughs> again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. It's yeah. And now you got to go golfing with that. Right. I'll be fine <laughs> by the time. Cause I mean, I, I didn't, I made sure to like try and not, I didn't eat anything between, I don't know, seven and the time I went to bed. But. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I do have to go. So okay. I'll catch all of you on the next I'm staying. Podcast. So don't leave yep, this Casey's going to, going to stay here and I'm going to go meet my dad and my brother. So, okay. Well, have a good day. Thanks. All right. I'll we'll see you in a little bit. What time will you be home? Um, probably around like. 10 10 30 okay yep okay. okay all right bye bye usually i would have jason help me but it's father's day so um i'm not gonna make him help me clear the greenhouse today so <laughs> that wouldn't be nice so lately I've been working on a garden journal and um, I've never really done a garden journal before. I did it in my first year in the raised beds, mainly just to um, put it on our blog and to share it. Um, and so people had something to kind of reference to with what we're growing, how we grow it, things like that. But this year I started one and it's for the intention to just have it for myself. And if I feel like there's some good information in it, then yeah, of course, eventually I'll, I'll share that. But, um, right now the intention is just to create it for myself because, um, this year we are growing quite a few new varieties that we've never grown before, you know, like mugwort and whorehound and feverfew and, you know, like these really good uh, medicinal plants. Um, so in order to learn for me, I am one that has to just like do it all season and work with it and then use it, make things with it. That's how I learn the best. I can't just read a book or read a blog post and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds great. You know, like I can take notes from that, which is kind of like what I'm doing now. I'm taking a lot of notes on the plants. So that way, when it comes time to harvesting those plants, I'll know how they can be used and what they can be used for. So I'm kind of organizing things where I I'm actually writing too. I'm not using my computer at the moment because I also believe in when you write things, you just learn it so much better over typing. I'm actually a really fast typer, so it'd probably be more uh, time saving to type it out, but I like to write things out. I, I'm old fashioned that way. Um, must just be my generation, but um, so writing it out makes 
makes me like soak it in a lot better. So that's kind of like what I've been doing. And then, so I'll write about each variety and then say like something is for sore throats. I then create a separate page that says sore throats. And then I put the name of those types of plants under that. So that way it starts like organizing them by name, but also then if you go to a symptom, it has the names of the plants that will help with that. So that way when it comes time to harvest and things are dry, I can be like, oh, I'm gonna try to mix this, this, and this, and this, and um, we're gonna steep it and use it for tea. Or I'm gonna use this, 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 and this, and I'm going to distill it, and then we're gonna use it for um, the hydrosol for whatever or create other things with it. Um, you know, I don't really know what I'm creating yet. That's the thing is, um, I'm just, it's just one of those years to really play around and I have no expectations because I feel like when you're learning to put expectations on top of your learning of like having to like have accomplished something big at the end is a lot of pressure and I feel like the focus goes on the pressure over just enjoying the process of learning. And I have been enjoying it because um, I said this in the last podcast, but I found myself getting bored in the garden. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love gardening. So it's not bored in that way, but it's bored in a way I really can't explain. Like I needed some additional stimulation. I needed to learn um, something deeper and further. And this is kind of like what has really struck back that passion. And a lot of these plants are plants that we've grown before in the garden. So it's going to be really fun and really interesting to see kind of, you know, um, how this year plays out and what we do with it. And the not knowing is actually the best part to me. So, um, so yeah, so this year, um, our strawberries kind of took a hit last year. So this year we don't have strawberries. This would be the time that we are harvesting so many strawberries. A lot of you probably have big strawberry gardens or small patch or something. You're eating strawberries. You're eating good homegrown strawberries. There's nothing like homegrown strawberries. But we still do have two small patches. So the kids have a small patch over by the bunny area and those are called seascape. They're an ever-bearing strawberry. So ever-bearing is a strawberry that produces all season. A June-bearing strawberry produces only in June. Um, a lot of times they say that June-bearing strawberries are bigger than ever-bearing because Everbearing keep going, so that makes them smaller. Um, but Seascape is actually a really great strawberry. Some are small, but we actually have some pretty large ones. Um, and the flavor is super sweet, so we're really liking those a lot. Um, so our other, and then our other little mini patch are pine berries. And pine berries are um, strawberries that are white. And you're gonna hear a plane going over. They're white and they taste like strawberries mixed with pineapple. And those are actually really good. I really like them and that's why we grew them. And they don't produce a lot though. Um, that's kind of what I've noticed 
maybe it's just my garden and my soil and the fact that we don't really fertilize them. <laughs> I guess if we did that, it would bump up the, uh, the harvest a little bit more. But yeah, you know, you do what you can do. But we had to retire our two really large strawberry raised beds last year. They, um, they were in beds. There were two of them. So they're three feet by 14 feet long. So they are really nice beds for large harvests. And it was so nice having that. Um, but they started getting these really weird funky spots. And then they started not coming back as nice. And then they weren't producing. So um, what I did was I mowed them down. And then I actually just covered them with landscape cloth for the entire season. Like these beds were just covered with landscape cloth. And then in the fall, we had a huge um, order of lavender come in. And so one of those beds then was lavender. So we removed the landscape cloth, which actually created this most beautiful black soil underneath. It was just gorgeous. And it was just like... Oh, it was amazing. So we planted them in there, mulched them in, and now we have a beautiful lavender bed that's actually just starting to come into blossom right now. And lavender is also one that I will be harvesting. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have lavender in your, um, in your gardens. It's such a common thing to have. And there's so many different varieties. So you can really find a lot of different varieties that return for you depending on your zone. Um, we're zone five in Wisconsin. So um, we have a couple different, uh, varieties of lavender in our garden. So, um, our large bed that I just told you about, that's all sweet romance. That's a proven winter variety. And actually those were sent to us from Walter's gardens. We work with Walter's and, um, we always put in a new garden. So they're always sending, um, perennials and in return, you know, we do a video just cause that's what we naturally do. But, that way too, um, they're trialing a lot of stuff throughout our gardens and then they can see how things perform on in like different areas um, that they're being grown in. So it's beneficial for, for both of us. And so then the other type of lavender that we grow is called Moonstead. And that's, you know, the traditional lavender in our zone because it's so hardy. Um, I think it can go down to zone four um, which is, you know, upper Wisconsin and some of Michigan and, um, you know, the upper Midwest areas, Midwest regions. So that one's always really nice too. And then um, there's another one that I actually grow too that's really nice, but it's very tender. Um, it says it's zone five, but it's really tender. Some return, some don't. So I guess it's really not important to share that one as much. But yeah, so that's our lavender patches and that's kind of what happened with our strawberry patches. But we're still able to harvest a lot of strawberries, you guys, because my sister, she put in a really large strawberry patch and every day she's picking and she can't keep up. So we kind of go on the days that she's kind of like, okay, I can't pick anymore today. I got, I have to like, you know, freeze some of these and make fruit roll-ups. You know, we all make a lot of stuff with them, like jams, fruit roll-ups and um, strawberry tarts and, you know, cause the kids love their little desserts and it's always like um, so fun for them. Cause like all the cousins get together here and ev almost every day and they're 
constantly playing and walking the paths in the fields and so they always stop at one of our houses for for a dessert or a snack or something so it's always fun to have something fresh and ready for them and then um so right now in our uh in our gardens um we have let's see i have the radishes ready and so i Radishes are one of the more like earlier things I like. We usually do lettuce, but I didn't really do a lot of lettuce this year. Only because like it, it got kind of hot hot quick. And this year I actually dedicated a lot of time to working at my family's garden center. Um, my parents are getting a little older and um, they're 72 and they still work full time each of them and my dad's job is even more physical than my mom's my mom's is still physical um because she does a lot of the planting of like the containers and baskets and things like that and then she does more of like the book work and check out my dad is like hands-on like heavy duty repair hauling um i mean he's up on tall ladders like recovering greenhouses i mean he works like super hard too. So, you know, they're getting older and they're getting to the age where they want to retire, even though they'll never retire. But it's, you know, at some point you have to start handing the reins over. And, um, a couple of my sisters, I believe are going to, um, take it over and which I really hope, hope they do because I just love having, um, the greenhouse so close and having one in the family and um, it's it's just amazing for the whole family to be able to um, work together and be supported by such an amazing um, type of business um, so I just really wanted to go there and help them out my mom is slowing down a little bit so I wanted to just kind of relieve them of that additional um, you know work and stress so every time I went there, I just kind of did the things that, you know, they felt like maybe they were behind on or they just were like, I just can't do this another day or, you know, stuff like that. And I like to believe that I, I helped out in some way. Um, so that's kind of what I did this year. And so I wasn't able to get certain things into my garden, but um, I just look at it as, you know, yeah, we didn't have, you know, certain early spring varieties to eat this year but it was worth it because I was able to you know make things a little easier for my parents my parents have always done um so much for us and for me um so I just in any way that I can help you know and I think anyone's like that with their parents you know um, majority you know if you can help them out you can help them out and then you do so um, that's kind of where I was in spring too. So you didn't see as many videos. Um, you didn't see us online as much. I was just busy in, you know, outside of social and outside of being online to um, help others in any way I really could at that time. So, so last night we were out in the garden till like, I was out there till like 930 and we were out in our wildflower patches. So a few years ago, we added these berms around our property to create more privacy. Because when we built, we built on a flat piece of farmland. And it sits lower than the road in front of the house. And I wanted to raise the, the ground level up just a little bit right in front. 
to make it at least even or just a tiny bit higher than the road. So that way when you added a tree, you could add a small tree and still get coverage. Because if we added small trees without that berm, you wouldn't have coverage for 10 years, maybe more. And we all know when you buy a smaller tree, it's way more affordable. And we need a lot of trees, so we can't just keep buying these large trees and big tree mover trucks bringing them in, you know? that It would break the bank, so um, we have the... the we have them around the property right now, the berms, and they are awesome. <laughs> we have, we seeded them with like some wildflowers and there's flowers just popping up every, everywhere. It's so gorgeous right now. But I was out there till late because weeds do come in there. We've had a lot of people like, how do you maintain the weeds? It's like, uh, I go in there with a clipper and I'm clipping weeds out. So that way the wildflowers and clover and things like that um, kind of just drown out the weeds. And then that way the weeds don't flower and seed out and create more weeds because weeds can take over. If you clip them down, yeah, they could they can still grow back. But a lot of times they just get crowded out, don't see the sun and they don't make it. Um, so that's kind of what we do because we're, we're not ones to just go in and just spray things. Um, the whole point of adding wildflowers is to, you know, draw in beneficials and more wildlife and nature. Um, so, and just have more of like that, we're trying to really create more of like an all round sustainable living um, property and that's really what we're trying to do here and we're gradually getting there and um, I know we started out with our what most people would call fancy garden it's a kitchen garden um, but really what we're trying to do is create more you know in the raised beds still bring us sustainability because you can grow food and flowers and herbs and things like that things you need you know to eat but like really the the fancy part of the garden was created so that way we can garden without having to worry about the elements and what I mean by that is um in the past having gardens and growing up having gardens everything was dependent on well it's it's too wet out there oh it's muddy i gotta go harvest this though you know and it was always like too wet or too muddy or um all all kinds of weeds it's always weeding and um the garden was always in the way back of the yard the garden was never up close to the house you do all this work in this garden and it's so far away from the house because you don't want to look at it you know um and I'm just like, I would love to be able to have both of that. I would be able to love to have a garden, but love to be able to have it close to the house, be able to have it to look at, be able to get into it early on in the season, if, even if we had a really wet spring. And that's kind of why we created what we did here. Also, we had clay soil. So clay soil isn't the easiest thing to amend. That would take years to amend. And amending just kind of means creating better soil. So working it in, you know, adding compost, manures, 
um, grass clippings and working that in through the years to really create, break up and aerate and get a nice dark soil. And I wanted a garden now. <laughs> I wanted one right away and I always wanted a fancy garden and when we built our home we put windows along that whole south side because we knew we wanted to have a garden on the south side. So that's kind of how the garden came about and Jason was just like you need to share your garden we need to share it and I'm like oh, I don't want to share it I don't want to be online I don't want to do any of that but Jason was like you have to you know and I'm glad he pushed me to to do it um the reason why is I, I've seen how many people I've helped and how much joy and happiness it's brought and I love flowers and I know a lot of times, especially in today's world, it's kind of like, it seems so, flowers are kind of like, you know, I don't know. I know a lot of people are like, you need to focus on things that are just, you know, more about like the food and, you know, sustainability, but flowers are, flowers are, and there's so many edible flowers. But flowers bring in the beneficials. And, um, you know, I've heard people even state, you know, like, you're always worried about, like, you know, bringing in the butterflies with zinnias. And I'm just like, you know, well, yeah, like, they're pollinators. Like, <laughs> you need pollinators. So flowers do bring in pollinators. And I love container gardening. It's one of my passions. And I think it's always important to share what you're passionate about. And I, and I believe that that shines through um, when you share what you're passionate about. And um, intermixing has always been something I love. I've always had like a really weird um, eye for combinations. And so when I started our raised beds, and I started intermixing these flowers and vegetables and herbs in a way that people haven't seen before. Um, you know, people were kind of like, why are you doing that? What What are you doing that for? You know, and it's like, because these all go well together. And having the knowledge that I do from growing up with flowers and vegetables and all of that, you kind of already are kind of programmed in a way to know. Um, it's almost like a plant program in my head and not with all plants but obviously the ones that we grow. But you're kind of programmed to already know like the heights, the widths, all of this stuff. What will take over something? What won't take over something? How close to put something? You know, we're always told separate things 12 to 18 inches with this, you know, and it's like, I'm doing it about eight inches and then we're going to put some plant, some flowers right next to it, you know? So it's, it's all about doing things and learning from it mixing things and learning from it. You can only read so much from someone's blog. We're always like, oh, how to do this? And then it's funny because I'll do something in the garden and somebody will be like, you know, oh, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Or aren't you supposed to do it this way? And I'm kind of like, I believe you should do it the way that works for you. Like just because someone's blog or video on some other channel or blog says you have to do it that way doesn't mean you have to. I believe that if your outcome is the same, go for it. There's no one way to do things um, when it comes to the garden. <laughs> there is not. 
And I've learned that throughout the years, gardening. I mean, me and my sisters, we all have really different ways of gardening. Really different ways of gardening. And we all get the same result. So that's what's kind of cool. And I think we're all information hungry too a lot of times. And that's okay. It's okay to be information hungry. It's actually really good. But just because you read something doesn't mean you're an expert. Once you do something and follow it to the finish, then you have the real knowledge. And that's what we kind of need to remember too with that. All right, well, we're kind of far here in the podcast and um, the kids will be waking up soon and Jason's gone. So I'm going to make sure to get in there and get some of their breakfast going. They'll wake up to the smell of bacon today. (laughs) Bacon, eggs, and some fruit. Okay. Oh, the birds are crazy. Oh my gosh, chill out. The red-winged blackbirds, they're like going crazy, three of them, and now they just landed in my wildflower patch. Sorry, sorry for that interruption, but um, birds are always so funny and interesting to me. Okay, well, let's cut this out now. Okay, you guys have a good day, and I'll see you on the next podcast.